0: Hey, Rem. Hey, Bobby. How's it going today, man? It's going all right. I mean, it is the time of the year where most people would be like, Season's Happy greetings, <laughs> happy new year, blah, 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 bullshit. Yeah. Where are you at, Rem?
1: Um, I am in a dark pit of sorrow and loss. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. My dad passed. Um, I mean, I got the news last Monday, I believe um and he had struggled through the weekend and unfortunately I didn't you know I didn't find out in time to get up there which is a shame I love to kiss his forehead you know but um yeah my dad's had memory issues for a while he's been in a home but there wasn't really a decline in health so it was like you know he was a bit of a war horse hanging on and uh yeah he just he lost the battle and it was crazy because, you know, I mean, he was in a home. There was there was a part of me that had been expecting this for a while. But regardless, for some
0: reason, when you find out, it's just, it just decimates your world. It's like a, it's like a nuke. Yeah. You can be as prepared as possible, but it doesn't fucking matter. Like, yeah. And and I've said it off the air for anyone listening. I've, I've given Remy my condolences off the air. Hey, so yeah. We've talked. This nice. isn't like something he just sprung. No, no, and anything. he
1: asked me if I wanted to do an episode, and it's like, you know, it's probably better right now for me to talk a little bit than just to close myself down, which is a really easy thing to do, you know, especially in the the, the last year I've had. But, yeah, so for me, it, it's been, and I mean, things, you know, I'm not going to go too into depth with other details Bob knows about. Bob knows that, like, another thing happened to me and my family after that um, while we were kind of trying to process the dad thing. So it's been a bit too much just to put it that way. And I'm not going to get into the other stuff because it's it's still a little personal and the news is still a little fresh, but yeah, man, you know, you had said Bob pitched it like this. Do you want to do one final episode about how uh, 2022 can eat our ass?
0: Well, when I pitched it to REM, I pitched it from the standpoint of, you know, some people have those how ah, happy holidays, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Some people have Festivus for the rest of us, the airing of grievances. And I figured, why don't we be a little creative? And so what I came up with was uh, we can talk about... Why 2022 can eat ass. I know. I figured uh, why, don't we, why don't we make our own staple on it?
1: <laughs> what you don't see what you guys didn't see, because we're not filming yet, is Bob doing a Jesus Christ pose during <laughs> that whole thing. Fucking...
0: And that, that was unconscious. I did not no, do that. I, no, I know.
1: He's those. so proud of it, but it's yeah. it's awesome. But yeah, he's you know, his whole pitch was listen back through the year and we've we've had some shit, man. Bob's had some shit. I've had some shit. And I think we both thought that maybe the year was going to cap off on us gently, and the year is like, fuck you guys, you know? I
0: always uh, figure that the year, even if it's a terrible year, even if it's a good year, that the year will always go out with a whimper, not a bang. No, well, well,
1: not in this case. Not man. even
0: close. So I think we're going to do a couple things with this episode. So naturally, yeah, that'll be the segment separator. So yeah. when it's Remy's turn, we will play that. I won't play it now. I don't want to completely overkill it yet. Yeah, fair. Because I, I want you guys to appreciate it every single time you hear it. <laughs> that said... We have a new introduction and I talked to Ram and we were like, yeah, let's just bust that out. So we figured we'd change up kind of the format of the episodes. We would do a cold open to start. This is what a cold open is. You haven't heard any call letters, call to actions, any of that. So we will play the intro and then we'll come back and we will start talking about why 2022 can eat ass. Amen. One is named Remy. This is Remy. The other, Bobby Rocks. Bobby Rocks here. Together, they take you on weekly journeys of life from the point of view of Zenials, or people born in the late 1970s to mid-1980s. Their aim is to give a voice to the voiceless. It's the Zennial Odyssey podcast. Welcome to the Odyssey. There it is, everybody. That's a new intro. That's the intro you'll hear for every episode. Hope you guys like that. I've been working on that for a while. Rem, what are your thoughts on it? You've heard it a couple times. Yeah, no,
1: it always trips me out because, you know, we're just a couple guys with mics being goofy, and Bob has a a skill to make this stuff seem consummately professional, so
0: hats off always, brother. Uh, And on the note of that, I figured I could, uh, well, I'll let all the listeners know. I'll let let Rem know as often as I can, but I mean, we're up to... This morning when I checked, we're up to 570 downloads all time. The majority of those have been season two. Yeah. And we're up to nine followers on the website. Rem, Rem set the benchmark at five in two years. We we not even a year. We've hit nine. We have 18 on Twitter and we have 71 on Facebook and we have one on YouTube. Nice. And that one listener actually left a comment on the Woodstock episode. And what did it say? They were like, this is a badass episode. Thank you guys so much for just kind of breaking it down the way you did, giving the giving the props to the attention to all the stuff that females went through yeah. at Woodstock 99. That's awesome, man. So I just did a simple response like, hey, thanks for looking out for that. Let us know if there's anything else. And, and I've started to slowly kind of up my interactions on... As the XOP kind of persona. Yeah. It's just to see, you know, if there's any feedback. And we always welcome the feedback. But that we can talk about that at another day. Right now, this is about. Why 2022 can eat yes why 2022 can eat ass yeah i figure what we can do is that we have to preface it right away with something This i thought about this, this that's, that's fine i just want to know like do you want to go first or do you want me to go it doesn't matter to me
1: yeah you can go first but but i do have to say we have to preface this because a lot of people enjoy eating ass so saying 2022 can eat ass some people are like oh that's like giving it pie no we say eat ass we mean like the the nastiest ass now it's consensual on both sides, but the ass that we want twenty twenty two to eat, eat nasty ass and cry while you're doing it
0: twenty twenty two. Yeah, we mean like you know maybe a hitman said you could you could earn off earn off a debt <laughs> by eating this nasty ass, or you have your legs broken.
1: You get t- two thousand taken off your debt, but you got to eat Uncle Morty's yeah. ass, and it's just nasty.
0: All right, so yeah, I guess I will go first. <laughs> Why 2022 can eat ass. All right. So this is why 2022, the Bobby Rocks version, can eat ass. First and foremost, I would say it has to start with my car. My car can eat ass if it were a person. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And I want to make something very clear. I have made a goal to myself that my car is going to drive until literally the the wheels fall off. Unfortunately, it's getting close. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, my, my car is saying, like, hold my beer. Yeah. Uh, the engine's still strong. It's the, it's, it's the body, it's not even the frame. It's just, just like my dad. His engine was still strong, but his frame gave up. So, like, right now, my car has 233,000 miles on it. Wow. I got it when it had 39,000 miles on it. No so shit. I'm, I'm about to put 200,000 on it myself. Yeah. And for those who don't know, Bobby Bob John is like a
1: fucking maniac. I do. He's just, nothing nothing like bad, he's just pedal to the fucking meta. Like, sometimes I'll be driving with Bob, I'll look down, and I'll be like, like, we're making this up, police officers, I'll look down, and his fucking, or not, odometer will be at like 100, and I'll be like, wow, because he's not, Bob's just got a lead foot. I do. Yeah, good driver, safe driver, but lead fucking foot.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm very opportunistic when I'm going triple digits. I mean, I'm not going to do it if I'm around a lot of people. Yeah, 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 but- it's empty highway type of shit, but. Yeah, I see that, you know, I see that, I see that, Yeah, what's that, country highway or highway road? We're going to hit 87. Yeah. He, he's, he
1: wants to hit the 87 in time travel. Or, yeah, time. or
0: I see like it's, we, we pass roads that are under construction and they're 55 miles an hour. Naturally, I can't drive 55. Oh, there you go. damn. Deep, I went a little Sammy cut. Hager Yeah, there. deep
1: cut. So keep going, I'm
0: sorry. That's, that's first and foremost on the list is literally the body of my car is slowly but surely falling apart to the point I was telling Rem off the air that, When I was driving to my sister's on Christmas Eve, all of a sudden, I just heard grinding, so I had to pull over on the highway, and I thought maybe my bumper had fallen off, but it was actually the undercarriage. By the way, that was a great on-the-low joke for the rest of the night at my sister's house, about my undercarriage. Dirty undercarriage. Yeah, so I asked my brother if he had any tools and he could help me out, either patching it back in place. I've already zip-tied the shit out of this stuff. Like, there's no more I can do to it. And he goes, well... Let's take a look at it and then we look at it and that's he goes, your bro oh well this is fucked up and i'm like yeah so then we go back into my sister's house and we grab uh those bone cutting scissors yeah. that you use to trim a turkey and we're underneath my car it's 10 degrees out and we're just cutting and cutting and so finally we, we cut a little we cut enough so that there's this occasional moments where you don't hear grinding but you still do yeah and i was just like eh, well whatever Luckily, I don't care what my car looks like. I just care that it gets me from point A to point fucking B. Yeah. So yeah, that is my first thing about 2022 that can eat ass. My car wasn't this bad. This is the first year I've had it. I've had it for about 10 years. It's the first year I've had it that it's given me this much of a headache. Mm. So yes, my lovely gray 2010 Honda Civic can eat ass. Boom. Number two, I would have to say my work. My work. I'll be, I'll be, dis- I'll be polite and discreet because I do... I do like the company I, I work for, but during this, this literally this calendar year, my job originally was, I was basically a supervisor to, uh, house managers at a nonprofit organization. I helped them out with the situations they had. I was kind of that point of contact between them and administration in the state. Mm -hmm. And in May, they switched up my caseload, which all right. Like I'm all right, whatever. And then two months later, they told us that uh, they were basically demoting us, and and I understand that it's a reorganization, and that's fine. Like you know, but when I was in a role where now I'm a house manager mm. doing house manager duties, dolly it up however you want, but it's a demotion to me. And yeah, and as we've closed out the year, I was telling Rema my way up here. I mean, I've I've and I've been I have been honest and candid with my my uh, supervisors and bosses that I'm unhappy. Happy about it. I've, I've looked into other jobs. I don't hate the company, which I told Rem on the good side is that, uh, it's given me different eyes. Like I don't have eyes there. I'm like, I just want to get the fuck out of here. Like mm-hmm. I don't. So I, I do look at, at things like that, but I told them as this year's closing out, I mean, I'm just like working out the string. I'm just mailing it in. Yeah. And, and that, that means that I'm sloppy and I make mistakes and it just is what it is as an, uh, as a related 2022 can eat ass yeah uh the places and i will spare them the names but the places i have actually gone and interviewed at they can seriously eat ass just not professional not put together some of it i'll some of it i'll say is like these after effects of covid Mm -hmm. it's that's what i noticed like the after effects of covid the lack of social skills now goes to even a formal professional interview setting yeah that makes sense i'll give you an example one place it just it was more subtle but at another place, it was kind of like, what the fuck are we doing here? Yeah. So I'll give that one. I had applied for this job, and I show up there. And as I'm approaching this doorway to the, like the offices, someone's in the doorway having a phone conversation. And they look at me, and they're like, with almost like a very like, who are you? And I said, oh, I'm here to interview at 1130. And they're like, well, go wait in that building. I'm going to be the one interviewing you. I'll be right there. Yeah, are like, oh, fucking great. I'm like, all right. So he he didn't come until like 11:45 yeah to get me so i waited longer than the actual interview was and they gave me an inkling that they didn't want me for the position that i applied for mm. and st- and they just started talking about other positions which would really be a lateral move for me yeah without just being direct and being like is that something that you'd want it, yeah. you'd be interested in and what i mean by direct i mean like the position you applied for we don't feel like you're a good fit for that would you be interested in these Okay. That's fine. I didn't come for those though. Yeah. So two weeks later, three weeks later, cause they have to do Corey checks and, um, and I'll be honest though, they had to reach out to me because, uh, something came up on my Corey check and they had to ask me about it. And then we had to like a joke about it, which was, it was, it was okay. It's not something I like to talk about, but I understand in this situation, something I have to talk about. But, um, after that they cleared it and they said that, oh yeah, we talked it over with the state state. We don't view you as a as a problem to work with uh, this population. I'm like, okay, great. So then they said, okay, well, you know, uh, we can, uh, well, that position that you applied for got filled. Yeah. But did they talk to you about these other positions? And when and I, I prefaced it by saying it was brought up, but it wasn't brought up in a way of like, Offering, we're, we're so. looking at you for these positions, not that position. Yeah. Uh, there was still that angle of you good, you're good. You, we look at you for that one, but we could look at you for these ones. So I just told them that I, if I could just think about it, even though in my head I'm like, no, no, like I'm not doing, I'm not looking to make a lateral move. So yeah, that one was just a hot mess. They had brought back a consultant, someone who worked there who was retired living in Florida because they just had such a massive turnover. They needed that much help. They offered that motherfucker some money too. They probably did. But I, I, part of my interview was talking about, how shocked Shakti's body was from going from 70 degrees to 30. Oh, it's brutal. I, I understand human services. Like it's not like working in finance or business. It's not like working in these settings where, yeah, you're expected to wear like three piece suits with like that haven't been starched or have been what, what's worse starching or non-starching.
1: I think starching makes it look stiff and all. Okay. Fucking... Yeah.
0: So yeah, where everything has to be starched. Cause yeah. that's what, thank you. That's what I was going with. That's not what human service is like, but there's still like an expectation of that. You're not going to walk into a, to apply for a position that's a pretty significant position and just be treated like an afterthought. Yeah. So those are my
1: tri- The field, I mean, from my experience is dehumanizing.
0: It is. It is. Some places more than others, like we've talked about, the place we met Yeah. is, uh, is just a it is, a, it is a black hole yeah, well, with a succubus or an incubus inside its singularity. Yeah, nice. Singularity just becomes something that when there's, when the only thing left is your, is your essence, there's nothing. It's left. it's gonna suck that away too. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing left. So there, there. That is that is my trifecta of why 2022 can eat ass, can eat nasty, sweaty-filled, uh, some of poor hygiene ass. shit up the hoo ha, ass. Yeah. So you think maybe we should take a break and then we'll come back in your segment. It'll be Remy's turn to tell us why 2022 can eat ass. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Thank <laughs> you. Everybody, it's now time for why 2022 can eat ass. It is time for why 2022 can eat ass, Remy version. Remy,
1: go Remy edition. All right, guys, recommend if you have a favorite drink or perhaps a strain you enjoy to, um, to join us. My year's fucked. So, um, perhaps getting high will help people who are listening alone. So, whatever life, right? Life, the crux. Do you want
0: to start like because I will, I will give Remy the preface Bob. here. He has had a year that has been a terrible, start to finish. So, do you basically want to start at the beginning of the yeah, year? Yeah, I think I'm just going to go All through right. the major traumas. Of Remy's going to go dear diary style at you guys. Right? Yeah,
1: yeah, that is what it is because yeah. it, it's it's been yeah it's been a relentless year. And I have to preface this that like my 20 and 20, my 2020, 2021. We're good years. So 2022 begins. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm going to go sparingly on some of the details because I don't want to fucking get a succubus to come back into my life with claws out. The That's
0: Yubi- how much it can eat ass. Like, yeah. that's where Remy's at.
1: Yeah, where we're starting. So, I mean, I was in a long-term relationship with someone who's very wounded. And I'm wounded, too. But I'm not wounded in a way that's dangerous to people that I'm with. And I think my problem in relationships is that I literally forego the self and want those people to be comfortable in their traumas and everything they've gone through. And so I tend to be really dismissive of myself. And so I knew at the beginning of the year that the relationship I was in was fucked, but I couldn't admit to myself it was fucked. You know, I mean, that's the thing. I could have seen that this girl wasn't who she claimed to be and did some really terrible things. But I think, you know, I know other people like this. Man denial is real. Like it is, you see. I'm guilty of it too. Yeah, you see shit going south, and it's essentially like, oh my god, if I don't address the fact that things are like, because I was too afraid to just be like, oh, you're wicked shitty, huh? I was literally too afraid to do that, but there were signs that she's wi- like just fucked, and so yeah, my year began. I mean, one of the one of the first things was, and and I don't do first of all, I don't do this shit anymore. Just to preface my experience with drugs, but like. I like to go kind of deep and weirdly spiritual when I take hallucinogens. So there was one night where I took some DMT and for whatever reason, my roommate, who's my ex-girlfriend, by the way, but a very, very sweet girl saw me kind of like babbling incoherently and didn't really process it the right way. And so she called 911 while I was on DMT and like the, these fucking guys came into my house and I was like, are you guys real? Because that's how altered my reality was at that point they were like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, you're here to arrest me. They're like, no, your roommate's worried. I'm like, I'll be fine in 15 minutes. That's how this stuff works. But nobody knew what it was. So they like made me go in the ambulance to the hospital. And literally within two minutes of getting there, I'm talking more coherently than the doctors. They don't know what DMT is. I'm in like a, it feels like a zoo room. With like five doctors are like, what? what's asking me questions about DMT? And I'm like, educate yourselves. It's not my job right now to tell you about dimethyltryptamine. It's your job as doctors in a hospital to understand the array of things. And there was one girl there, I kind of fell in love with her a little bit in this weird way because she was like, yeah, this is very normal. People, what, what he did, people go out to Peru and spend $5,000 to do. She complete. So she was giving it to them in a way and she was like, oh, that's kind of cool. What's it like? I'm like, normally it's cool, but it doesn't go this way. You know what I mean? And um, I mean, long story short, so they were treating me like shit in there because they, they thought that it was like a methadone or something. They were treating me like an addict, which was fucking pissing me off. And uh, at like six in the morning, they made me walk. Like, they brought me an ambulance. I'm like, I need to ride home. It's fucking winter. And they were just like, fuck you. So I had to walk home in a robe in a fucking, in four, like 14 degree weather. I get home for whatever reason. My fucking roommates talk to my girlfriend. And instead of like them checking on me in the hospital, they went out to breakfast. It was fucked, bro. And I'm like, wait, what? And then the next night, like, I hadn't even gotten sleep in the hospital. The next night, my girlfriend's like, you need to come here or we're over. I'm like, I've literally never not gone over when she asked me to. Mm-hmm. I was like, you fucking serious right now? I'm like, nah, you're tripping. Like, first of all, healthy relationships don't give people a especially when they just went through some shit. So, like, I was like, um, yeah, I mean, you should respect me enough to let me stay home. No, really, That was it. We're fucking done. yeah. And then all these reveals came out The real reason why we were, were not talking
0: gender reveals
1: No, no, we're not We're talking about guilt Eating her up for being a terrible fucking person But that was that And I told her in the relationship too I was like, listen this is, this is on God I was like, if you fuck up I don't get back with my exes I've never had a relationship Where I've gotten back with an ex Just don't fucking It's like saying you don't like food anymore And then ordering it again It just doesn't make sense to me And she, you know Really pretty Korean-American Model-y Kind of whatever Only fans Dumbass but she thought she broke the code. She's like, "No, I, you know what? Even if we break up, it'll be for like six months. We won't be able to spend time apart. I guarantee it." So she was already letting me know she thought it was going to happen, and she had a plan of how. Is that her?
0: Is that her texting you right now? <laughs> no,
1: no, she's out, man. She's been blocked, and that's the thing. She's so let, that day, I said, "I'm like, oh, just so you know, like this is no cute shit. Like, fuck you, but I'm just cutting you off on everything." Yeah, and she didn't expect that, and she kept trying to like come by, and like I had to sit down in the room and be like, "You don't see that she's using you." She's using like a kid in a divorce, bro. She's like bringing you drugs and taking you out to eat. Ah, like, oh,
0: she meant Kramer, Kramer versus Kramer. Yeah, wrong, yeah, Remy. She,
1: she went full, like, and, I, and my, my roommate finally was like, holy fuck. I'm like, yeah, let me guess. She told you a bunch of secrets, bought you a bunch of food. Like, she's just fucked. Bunch, bought her breakfast, apparently. Yeah, groomed the fuck out of her, you know? Take me out to breakfast, you dumb bitch. You never took me out to fucking breakfast. What the fuck was so that? that? But, um, but anyway, so that was that, and that was the end. And for me, that was hard, because that was, you know year and a half plus or something. And I'm just like, that was a death. You know what I mean? Especially when you find out someone's been doing shit.
0: That's the worst. Cause it's like, Oh, you were a monster the whole fucking time. Now for anyone who's not friends with Rem on Facebook, Rem was actually, uh, tick and reeling. Like when you were walking back from the hospital.
1: Yeah. That's one of my big, that's one of my ones that kind of blew up. Yeah. The, um grabbed the traffic, the traffic cone. cone. Yeah. And I was just fuck Cause at that point I was just like, I just, I can't believe this. Like, I can't fucking believe it, you know? And so there was that, and that was huge. And then, and then, you know, when that kind of stuff happens, if you're a writer, it affects your shit. It affects what you can do. It does. And I lost a writing job that was important to me. And that fucking, that comes down to me. But also, it was like, these things were just fucking stacking. And yeah, I'll admit, like, when the breakup and the loss of the job happened, I fucking went psychotic for a little bit. I did. Like, I was too into fucking... Doing social media shit and putting on charades and just being crazy. And so for, like, two months, unfortunately, post-breakup was just as destructive because I was like, oh, okay, well, she's terrible. I'm going to fuck every one of these girls I'm talking to right now. Do you know what I mean? I'm just going to go full, like, headfirst into all of it. And that's not a resolution. That's You an- went head first into the ass. <laughs> that, and that's mm-hmm. not... That's not at all a healthy move for a form of addict of any kind to kind of mm-hmm. give back into addictive behavior. So, I mean, after a couple, and I had a couple of good friends, you know, Bob and this fucking podcast, God bless your soul, was a huge, it, it was almost, this was almost more crucial to me this year than therapy was. Because it is like therapy. No, it's 100% like therapy and it's not guided by someone else. So you can kind of just go. But no, I slipped. It could have been bad, and I could have kept taking DMT and ketamine at that point, and I know for a fucking fact, I would have just slipped.
0: So is it fair to say that the, this story you just told us about has taken us up to, like, probably February?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, and
0: no, the breakup. <laughs> so I mean, everybody. Shit. So everyone, uh, everyone listening, like, March, we're not even, like, two months into the
1: no, year. No, no. March, April at this point. Like, okay. it fucked me up for a while. And, like, for the first couple of weeks, I did, like, keep tripping and doing things that I shouldn't have done because my mental state. hmm and finally, you know, I had, good, I had good friends who finally would, like, kind of hit you up with that. Bro, it's not... Okay, okay it, it's not a good look. Whatever you're doing right now, it's not working. Do you know what I mean? And when you have friends who can... I thought tell- you were
0: asking me literally what, what, what whatever I'm doing right no, now. No, no. So it, is it, it fair if I give myself a pat on the back? Do it. Yeah, that's me giving myself a pat on the back. Yeah, you're allowed to. Thank you. Victory lap.
1: Yeah. But, um, so yeah, it... it And a lot of good people were like, bro, what are you fucking doing? And I was like, holy shit. So I quit all drugs. Like, I used it as an opportunity to reboot myself. Mm -hmm. I was like, quit all drugs, dived into work even harder, you know, doing writing. And it was a good recovery. I was really proud of it because on a personal stance, I saw how close to
0: just not being well I was. So is it fair to say that it got off to a pretty horrendous start, but then very slowly it kind of started creeping? Yeah. Positivity kept. Sort of creeping up. Yeah, because I did. Oh, am I turning a corner? Yeah, because I did the
1: things I had to do. And that was the thing is like, and, and, you know, I used to be a former addict with um, benzo, benzo, so Xanax, any of that stuff. Mm -hmm. And when you have breakups and can't sleep, your mind does want to go back there. I'm incredibly proud of myself that I've never had a relapse in six years at all, no matter how bad things get. But then to the same degree, you know, I can say that I didn't relapse on benzos, but if I'm doing DMT and ketamine to cope, I'm still abusing. So it was a big year for me. And I also stepped away from sex, like, straight up. I'll be honest with people. I was like, all right, I know I can fuck. I know I can meet women. If I want to meet a different woman every day, I can do that. Always had a capacity to do that, but that's been my problem. Because I haven't spent enough time alone with a dry dick where I'm literally just making the right choices for the right reasons. So I said to myself. "I'm wow, not
0: even spitting on her if you're whacking off? <laughs> no,
1: keeping <laughs> that shit. Yeah. Rarely even, like, rarely And I'll be honest with you, rarely even beaten off. Like, like looking at it like, okay, my dick lent, led my life for a little. I know it, it led to my decision for that relationship because she was hot. Mm-hmm. I wanted something pretty on my arm, even though she probably wasn't the best for me. You know what I mean? But it was important because halfway through the year I was like, Oh, fuck. I didn't let it kill me. Like, I'm still fucking here. That's crazy. And I'm better than I was at the start. And so things are getting better. If
0: Remy's 2022 was a movie, this is about the time when montage. Training montage, for sure. Well, I was going to say, uh, I'm Still Standing by Elton John kicks in.
1: Yeah. And writing is a tough job. You do it a lot. And you can't always, when you freelance, you can't always find the work you need. So writing was slim. But everything else is kind of like coming back together, right? Mm-hmm. Then I get a phone call hey buddy i can always tell if my sister who's not much older than me talks to me like i'm six there's something really bad that's about to come out you know so it was like does that anger you um no yes and no but no because maybe
0: anger is too strong of a word it's always she, just aggravate you yeah and okay. she, but but
1: it, I, I have to realize that it's not intentional it's just how she wanted to give the news and i get it i don't know how you what voice you use mm-hmm. like hey bud and i'm like oh She's like, yeah, Dad passed last night, and it was insane for me because I, th- like I said, I thought I was prepared, but like, no. Listen, there'll be times in your life when you will sob, like a child, regardless of how together you have it. And so for me, it was it was because I was going up to spend Christmas Eve with them this year, mm-hmm. and it was right. It was it was you know six or seven days before that, so it was instantly the. um Oh my God, if I went up quicker, you, you have the survivor's guilt immediately. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't care how old you are. You're like, it's your daddy. It's your mommy or your daddy. So like, it was really bad for me. Um, First night specifically was like, I sounded like a wailing animal, but I allowed myself to feel that it was tough. And then me and my brother and sister decided that um, we would get together because we didn't really have the money for a big thing for my dad. We just mm-hmm. didn't. It's just the way things work out for modern people sometimes, you know? And he was very private. So we're like, oh, we could, you know, he wanted to be sprinkled in the Atlantic. That was his shit. So we're like, we're going to get together for a few days and process our grief together. And suffice it to say, that didn't happen. You know, I'm not, I'm not, Bobby knows I'm not going to get big in on the trip. It's, it's, It's private shit. But like, all I can say, and I have to laugh, thank God, is like, we went there to solve a trauma and left with like two new ones. And it, yeah, so it's just been, it's, it's been a fucking stupid year because, I mean, the theme is like, you know, I'm still standing. But at this point, w- my dad one fucked me up emotionally, so I was a crying mess. And then the next trauma that happened, which maybe I'll talk about down the road or something, you know, depending on other people involved and yep. stuff. But the next one, which I didn't see coming, what was interesting about the next one was that it fucking just emotionally killed me. Mm-hmm. Like, I have, I, I was crying last night. I was crying Christmas Eve night and Christmas night, obviously for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. But, like, that shit, it was like a fucking, the final punch in an MMA match. It just blotted out everything from the year, you know? I went to Christmas yesterday with, on my mom's side. But you know that's going to be weird because you know you're going to get, hey, I'm sorry about, like, people telling you. And it's sweet, but it's also like, okay, so every 30 seconds I'm going to be reminded of this, mm-hmm. you know? And on the other side, you know, that was my, my parents divorced young, so I'm sitting with my mother's side regardless. My father had very little on his side of the family left by the time he passed, but it just it felt weird. It just felt weird being there. It felt like a transplant. I had a lot of, I expected yesterday to be fun, but, I mean, you know, I'm honest with everybody. No one's actually asked from the family, but it wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was wonderful to see everybody. Don't get me wrong. I'm not undermining anyone on that side of the family, but it's just,
0: when you get hit with a loss like that, everything else sort of minimizes. The first holiday season after my dad passed away was, uh, and you could, I had conversations like this with my mom privately, yeah. with my sister privately, with my brother privately. It just was off. Yeah, It's not the same. And my father passed away about nine months before we had almost an entire year. doesn't help. Though. And it doesn't matter. No. It doesn't matter. Especially if they were a big presence at that time. Yeah. Yeah. My father was, he was the presence of yeah. the family. And that's, I mean, that, there's no replacing that. And then what happens, because my father passed away in 2019, is literally in March. Like almost a, on the year anniversary of my father dying is when everything shut down. Yeah. And I have had conversations with family members since... I don't feel bad about it, but it is, like, sad Yeah. to say, like, oh, I'm glad he passed away before COVID because if he got it, 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 it would have wrecked him. It was better for him to pass away, us to be able to say our goodbyes and all that, because if he passed away because of COVID, I mean, we wouldn't have been able to do any of that.
1: Yeah. No, it's well said, you know. I mean.
0: It's tragic, but it, it's also tragic because I know there are people who are in that, who are in that boat. Yeah. And, like- and I don't want to minimize what anybody who's gone through that has gone through. I don't know if I've, I don't know if I've uh, told you. I don't even know if I've said it on the air. So 2019, I've said that 2019 is the worst year of my life beyond the fact that it's the year my, my dad died. In early March, I got taken out of a training at my job at the time to be, told, to be asked if I could pick my dad up from dialysis because my mom was going because uh, they found a mass yeah. on an ovary.
1: Fucking brutal.
0: And then two weeks later, my father's dead. And then three weeks later, I'm sitting with my sister for 10 hours at... Beth Israel hospital in Boston as my mom is getting cancer removed from her body. That was, that was literally five weeks. Yeah. That's what it's like, right? Everything out of body experience. Yeah.
1: You're like, and the thing is, is like people like, Oh, you're crying all the time. No, you stare at a wall, Mm. You stare at a fucking wall. You look scary. You look like every character in Stanley Kubrick's movies. Mm -hmm. You have a dead stare. You're not looking at anything because you're literally in a state of carried shock. Yeah. There's too much. and, And your brain is smart. Because it's like, oh, listen, I could have you crying and puking right now. But what I'm going to do is show you gray space. Because that's what, it, when, when you know, when I was at the hospital during the visit, long story short, without saying too much, that's what happened to me. I had a hundred yard stare, bro. It just, the, like, literally, the way it felt it was like you could have shown me just flat reaction. And a million things could have been going on in the background. Fires, circuses, yeah. and it still just...
0: You're blank. Mm-hmm. So I'm at a point where I can talk openly. I can talk about my, I can talk about my dad. I can talk about that time without turning into a puddle. Yeah. However, and I'm not saying that. Cause I think I did talk to you about this off air a while ago mm. and I think you should watch it at some point, just not now. And that's that documentary that Robert Downey Jr. Did with his but dad. Oh, I will. But not, Yeah. It's, it's wonderful. And like, you know, there's part of me that that's very, very lucky. Cause like my
1: dad did some really iconic shit, you know? He was a commercial artist and a graphic designer and stuff, and he just did some remarkable shit, like designed the very fine cans, helped Dunkin' Donuts come up with its logo and its first, like, munchkin box. and So there's a lot that I can see around of him, you know? But it's like regard because he was my man's, so you know what I'm saying? I could talk to him about anything before his mind went, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's been tough. And, and, and the other thing I had to come to grips with was the fact that I was sad that I wouldn't get to see him. He was kind of just in a chair. He wasn't living his best life. So there's a part of me, too, that has to be like, okay, I have to be selfless and realize that it was the best for him because he would have been fucking shitting himself and not making sense. It got, it got bad. He didn't recognize his kids at the end, but he was in a great place. He was clean. He was well taken care of, you mm-hmm. know. I know they were around him when he passed, which is wonderful. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's watching, you know, it's the equivalent of watching Superman fall when it's your dad regardless of if you got old and you saw it, when it happens, it happens, you know? So I have a little piece of him on my keychain. So he's um, here with us. He's here. Oh, yeah. And when weather's better, I'm going to take, I have another little bit of him I'm going to put in the Atlantic because he would love to sail, he loved to dive. Welcome
0: to the Honesty, Ron. Yeah. Did you go by Ron or
1: was it Ronald? Yeah. No, go Ron, man. Okay. Yeah, so, yep. you know, it's, it's cool to have my dad here with me. But, yeah,
0: for a multitude. And, and the other thing,
1: too, is I have to move out of my apartment. I need to find more work. So like yeah, 2022 can eat the ass of like unwashed John Goodman at the height of a workout. It's like John Goodman now. No, no, or I John mean Goodman like, when Rose- he was like Roseanne. Yeah, I want I want it to be unsafe. I want you to ooh, eat an ooh, asshole that's that unsafe. Ref- when he was in the Babe. Yeah, when he was big and extra ooh. slovenly. But yeah, I shouldn't be picking on a fucking fat guy. He's a great guy. He is. He eat is. fucking Gargamel's ass. I don't care. But either way me and Bobby are still here, here too and a big thing for this year is fuck you you have to die now and we get to watch you die we get to revel mm-hmm. in the fact that everything we dealt with this year dies with you so
0: you know onward and upward for 2023 I, man I have an honorable mention that I forgot to, uh, that I forgot to say in my piece Mhm. Uh-huh. <laughs> Why 2022 can eat ass. So I know we talked about when I got um, sleep studies done and, and I, end, I ended up getting a CPAP machine. Yeah. So I was at my, this doctor. She's very nice. Um, I, I had to see her uh, just as like a checkup. How's the CPAP working? And she gave me a belated like uh, happy 40th birthday and kind of told me like she was also just turned 40. And we had a little like moment about like, now. Nah. Yeah. It's different now. It like a, it's different. It's, yeah, it's different course. Like for, for boomers. It was a big deal. It's not a big deal to me. It's beyond the fact it's another decade. Anyway, on the paperwork that you usually get, I saw something on there that pissed me off. Uh, two reasons. <laughs> One, because now I, I have it as, as something that will be in my medical file until I do something about it. And two, it's on there because of just my own not doing anything. Yeah, and you know what that is? I don't. I'm in the range of being considered morbidly obese. Oh,
1: fuck off!
0: Now I say that, and and I mean, Rem, I, I could do the whole like, rep. Do I look morbidly obese? Like, no, you but know, we're old. And yeah, am I job of the hut? Like shit. No, it, but it's the fact that I mean, from a medical standpoint, like my body mass index compared to all that. That it's a science to it. Yeah, that was a that was worse than being turning forty. That was oh, worse than a lot of things. It was not worse, by the way, than what's going on with my car because that's like a. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's something where I go, well, at the same time, I mean, then I can treat myself better than, than I am. I mean, then I wouldn't have to uh, go through the shit like that because the reality is, and it was like, um, one thing I told Rem on the way up here, kind of we, when we were talking about like kind of our lives, you, you were saying like your life's journey has been, been fun. Been yeah. Fun. Yeah. I know how to have fun for sure. And yeah. I said, mine is like playing bumper boats, but instead of being in a pool, you're doing the, the original Star Trek from uh the 150 cc from Mario Kart. That that's my life, you know. Bouncing off turtle shells falling to your death. Yeah. Having that annoying guy in the sun in the cloud yeah, pick yeah. you up. I but but, but no, I mean, whatever. I think, you know, the,
1: the reason that we circle back to that is because there still has to be joy in all of it, even the worst parts of it. There has to be, you know. A big thing for me and Bob is making fun of how shitty our circumstances are sometimes. I think that's pretty Zenial specific. Yeah. You know, it, it. it's just we have to laugh when our life's shitty because we just are too burnt out to cry. You know, I'm not going to fucking carry the energy of this year over to the next year. I can't. If I do that, I'm going to start the year so fucking dumb. Am I a person who knows it's just another month? Yes. Is there any actual relevance? No. But let me have it. Let me believe that the slate is clean and that I'm going into 2023 ready for a whole bunch of new traumas, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, but that's it. I have to tell myself that the the slate's going clean because if this year keeps going in my mind, I'm going to stroke out and die Two new traumas. Love it. That's what it is. Yep. That was the joke. I kept making that weekend. I'm like, Oh yeah, I I came up here to cure my shit with my dad and walked away with new shit. Awesome.
0: Yeah. A new (laughs) trauma sound, you know, listen, listen, either you let it eat it, eat you up alive or you, uh, you, you use a, a soundboard to, uh, to make things about it. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. That, that's all it is. Yeah! That applause is for Remy, by the way, not for me.
1: Oh, thank you. Thank you. You're very welcome. Terrible year. I love you guys for sticking through. And, and honestly, at the end, one final thing is like, thank you to you guys. I don't care if there's five of you, 550, 500,000 eventually. Like, it's cool that some of you people listen to us warble and whine about our lives. I really respect that and I respect you guys. So thank you. You listen to two middle-aged guys just whine about being middle-aged. Yeah. And and it's a- like,
0: man, yeah. we're
1: shit. Things are rough. Like basically, you know, I, I feel like at some point we're gonna just have to change the name of the podcast to get off our lawn with Bobby and Remy. Thank oh, you. I still
0: got a rim shot. Yeah, I always oh. have to. Yeah.
1: But I'm thankful for what I still do have. I'm thankful that I have a roof. I'm thankful that, you know, it is what it is. So fuck this year. Fuck you. Do like a sick cat thing. Crawl under a car and die alone.
0: No one in the care. cold. In the cold, in the yeah. northeast.
1: Because you made your point 2022. 2023 is going to be full of amazing shit, and I'm ready to start
0: embracing it. And my hope is that part of that is that just the natural progression of this, of what we do here. Yeah, 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 for real. Uh, for example, uh, one thing that I plan on doing, I'm going to get, the sony a5100 it's a camera it's a camera uh i can get them used so i can i can save with lenses yeah and then yes we can start recording i think it's fun yep can't hurt no it can't hurt and uh when we start recording everybody we're gonna have specific like it's not just gonna be us
1: recording this we have some like things we want to
0: do we can do behind the scenes things we can do basically uh e like video journaling on the road things bits whatever Yes. And there are people that I anticipate having on here that we will have to travel to take, we'll have to take the traveling studio to go see them. Yeah. And we can do that. That's not a, that's not the issue. The, the thing is, is that, yeah, we can literally just record. Yeah. I have a our, couple of interesting
1: s- guests set up that I haven't even told you. About. Nice. Yeah. I probably won't for a while. till everything's set in stone. So I'm excited. I, I you know, one of the, the one thing that has kind of kept me sane has been this little endeavor, and it's been enjoyable. And oddly enough, when I first listened back to the beginning of season one, I liked it. I did, but I you could tell that like <laughs> we were like we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not not to say that we definitely do now, but we have more direction thanks to some fans and and just studying up on on, on things in general. So I think. This at least this is gonna keep getting better for the people yes. who are enjoying it, mm-hmm. you know. And it, that gives me something as like even today, I did not want to go out and talk about this shit today. Yeah, like I had to force myself to say yes to
0: you, I and feel, Rem, I feel better. And Rem knows that no means yes to me.
1: <laughs> Jesus, that's a, that's a slippery slope. No, no, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Stopping the record.
1: I thought you were gonna do the no, whew,
0: whew. No, no. I did the stuff in the record. I mean, I can do
1: that. Yeah, I can do that. I love that one, but. Yeah. Thank you for coming out. Thank you, Bob, for hosting an amazing podcast. Yeah, man. Just onward and upward for 2023.
0: And on that note, everybody,
1: take care. Bye.